the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Always wait for that low bass note there. Guess what? It is not Randy Corcoran in tonight on the Randy Corcoran Show, but it is next best thing. We like to thank good friend of Randy. It is Matt Dunn, the Backbone Radio, the Sunday guy here, prepared to flourish, prepared to fill in and carry that torch for liberty And Randy, don't worry, he'll be back next Saturday evening. He's on assignment. He's on assignment tonight. And I don't know if it's undercover assignment. (laughs) I don't know if it's undercover. I don't know the nature of it in all of its details, but I know it is worthy. It is very worthy of him passing the torch on. And I thought tonight we might... We might revel a little bit in MAGA momentum. Hmm. I've been feeling a lot of MAGA momentum lately. I've been seeing the establishment nervous. Nervous, scared, emitting signals of distress, acting like things just aren't going altogether well with their plans, their stunts, their schemes. And they are showing it. They are showing it. And I have very sensitive antennae out there vibing in the political space. And they are telling me that, oh, things are going very well. If you care about this country, if you care about putting America first, which the majority of Americans do care about, and the ones who think they don't care about that, they're, unfortunately, they have been propagandized to the point where they, uh, they are not aware of their own best interests. And if they could just be unpropagandized, de-brainwashed in some way or another, they could snap out of it and they could be right back into putting this country first where it belongs. You are invited to check in tonight by text messages. They're already flowing in. And the phone number, 303-696-1971. Yes, Matt Dunn, I'll be back in tomorrow night, of course, for Backbone Radio. But I thought I'd get things kind of started tonight. Anybody heard about the new release of the J6 footage? Hmm. Anybody spent any time on social media looking over the new J6 footage? Finally got released. Mid-November. Here we are. You know, we had Speaker Kevin McCarthy in there for all that time and... Somehow he just found it impossible to release the J6 footage. And it's at least 14,000 hours that have not been seen by the public that have been withheld withheld from the American people. Yeah, or is it, I've heard even more, like 44,000 hours. And the new speaker, Speaker Johnson, shows up in office and somehow just gets it done. Just here we are, we've got the new footage. Anybody take a look at it? Anybody have any thoughts about this new footage? And I will say, if you look at it, 
you will see a lot of people sauntering through the Capitol, sauntering with the assistance of the Capitol Police. Open the doors for them. Capitol Police opening the doors. Come on in. Come on into the Capitol. Yeah, come on in. And some of these grandmas, little grandmas carrying American flags and sippy cups and stuff, just walking in, respecting the velvet rope lines in the Capitol facility, just gently walking in, looking around. Wow, we're in the Capitol. Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, says, Boy, that's some of the most dangerous sauntering I've ever seen. Look at those people sauntering in the Capitol. That's really dangerous stuff there. And I don't know, folks. I mean, I've sat down and looked through as much of it as I have been able to come across, and just not especially insurrection-like. It just doesn't look that daunting. It just doesn't look that impressive. It just looks like a bunch of people sauntering around, kind of like we've been saying for an awful long time around here. And I'd be curious to know if people have any thoughts from what they've seen on the new J6 footage. Does it make it seem more like an insurrection to you, or does it make it seem more like sauntering around the Capitol, grandmothers with sippy cups and little American flags? Yeah. There was one segment where a protester or a J6er walked right up to these two Capitol Police guys, and he had handcuffs on, and then the Capitol Police guy just takes off his handcuffs. This is inside the Capitol, and he stands up, and he gives a nice fist bump to the other Capitol Police guy or some sort of an undercover agent guy there, and, ooh, that looks like that was a fed. That was a Fed that had handcuffs on. Gets his handcuffs off by the Capitol Police, turns around, does a fist bump. They're all happy, friendly, joking with each other, and then walks on out of there. Have we been misled by the J6 committee of Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff, Jamie Raskin? Have we been misled into thinking that this thing was something other than it actually was? question on the table. And boy, this has been a contentious one, a contentious issue. And I would submit to you that the official J6 narrative, yes, it is crumbling, and it has been crumbling for quite some time, but it has it is one of the key remaining pillars of establishment power. And if you put your ear to the ground and you listen you can hear these key pillars, the remaining ones of establishment power starting to buckle and groan hmm, and crumble. And you're seeing this happen. You're seeing this happen in real time. And I'll tell you what, the establishment already nervous, already seeing the MAGA momentum, already seeing Trump walking away with the Republican Party primary seeing Trump already ahead of Biden in the aggregate of polls for the first time ever in the Quinnipiac polling structure system. Quinnipiac, one of those uh, polling outfits respected by the establishment. Well, Trump's ahead of Biden there. (laughs) And, um, oh, that's that's got him nervous. And, yeah, you're seeing seeing the elites start to say, the the people that kind of control the strings of the puppets, they're like, hmm. 
Our puppet is not working out too well right now. Our puppet's not really working. And uh, people like David Axelrod, Bill Crystal, people like that are saying, ah, Biden, you probably shouldn't be running again. That's that, Biden, you should really bow out. They're really making those noises. And then, oh, there's Biden the other day out there praising Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Gavin Newsom, the guy that just went over to China, knocked over that little kid on the basketball court and went over to China and hanging out with Xi Jinping, Jing, the Chai Com dictator guy. And then Xi Jinping came over to California to hang out with Newsom, governor of California, that Biden is somehow now full of praise for, full of praise for. We'll listen to the clips after a bit. And it kind of makes you wonder, what's uh, the Democrats? They're going to pull a little switcheroo. Been talking about this actually before before it was cool to talk about it. I was one of the first people to mention that. Ah, not going to be Biden. Not going to be him. He's going to be uh, stepping out of this. And the kind of question mark is, how are the Democrats going to do it? How is the left going to do it? How is the Uniparty going to do it? Do that little switcheroo thing? Not the easiest thing to pull off and they will do it and they will they will jam it down the throats of the of the democrat voting base up oh, nope it's not him it's this guy now and uh you're gonna like him you're gonna go for it you're gonna vote for him and i don't know do you think that's gonna work but i again i don't think it's gonna be biden and you're already seeing the signals and if you've had that category in your mind that it's not gonna be biden it's gonna be newsome going back, what, six, eight months or so, then a lot of the stuff that's been going on actually makes kind of a lot of sense. I don't think Biden just took to it right away. I think Biden took a little, he needed to think that over a little bit. He wasn't actually quite quite willing to not run. But then I think the deep state manufactured a little leverage on him and said, oh, look, we've got this case against you on uh, classified documents, handling of classified documents, and ooh, this could be bad for you, Joe. Look at this. Look at this. They gave him a little sneak preview of it, gave their puppet a preview. and This is Democrat leverage, deep state leverage, puppet string puller leverage that they, they wafted in, in front of Biden. And I think he kind of started to get the picture. And now he's out there praising Gavin Newsom, this great governor of California, done a great job. Heck, he could even do my job I'm looking for. Yeah. See how all that works? But I don't know, folks, you start to see the pillars of establishment power starting to totter, and they're not going to take it well. You think they're going to take it well? They, they can't be enjoying any of that one little bit. Nope, nope. In fact, they look at this kind of stuff, and they look at the evolving situation with a kind of horror and you know these people are capable of pulling pretty immense stunts to keep themselves in power. They see things as existential for them. Can't have Trump back in office. That's an existential problem for the deep state, for the uniparty, for the unelecteds who are back there behind the scenes running the show. And so what are they going to do? How are they going to react? What next? I guess they tried... They tried to get Trump off the ballot in a few places, including Colorado. <laughs> Been following that one. They tried it in Michigan, New Hampshire, another place or two. Yeah, Soros money goes in to try to get Trump knocked off the ballot. And it looks like that one's just not working. Colorado, 
You saw the news there. We'll dig into this a bit more as the show goes on. Yeah, even in blue Colorado, they found this one a little too stupid to handle even in blue Colorado to try to knock Trump off the primary ballot here. And we did predict that. That was my expectation that this is so far over the top. This is one of those things that will backfire upon them. And they're not going to do it. They're not going to go for it, especially after New Hampshire, Michigan, a few other states have said, nope, we're not going to be doing that stunt. And so here in Colorado, it fell by the wayside. And, oh, CNN, CNN not having a good day when they heard about that. We'll, we'll listen to CNN a bit. And the very bad, bad, sad day they had with Trump on the ballot in Colorado. And I don't think a whole lot of folks think that, well, Trump's going to win Colorado in the general. But I would submit to you, he's a lot closer here than you might think, than you might be led to believe. And I think in 2016, it was razor thin here. Razor thin. Makes you wonder, yeah. 2016, saw him come out here and speak a few times in Colorado. That was, that was a lot of fun back, back in those days. So we'll cover this. We'll cover the pillars of establishment power. Anybody up for Tucker Carlson as vice president? Hmm. I kinda, I'm kind of warming up to that concept. I think Tucker Carlson shares a lot of the same instincts I have about the political scene. And I wouldn't say that about very many folks out there. Uh, Tucker, one of them. Rush Limbaugh, another one. May he rest in peace, the great and glorious Rush Limbaugh. But those are the two that I feel like, you know, I just naturally share a lot of their political instincts. And Hmm, Tucker might be the VP. And if Newsom is going to be the guy to run instead of Biden, don't you think that that puts a little bit more of an opportunity on Tucker there, I think? Don't you think Tucker on the ticket kind of is a nice counterbalance? to slick hair Newsom, governor of California, who cleaned up San Francisco, by the way, because the chai were coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to clean up the trash in San Francisco because Xi Jinping chai is coming to see us. We're going to clean up this place. And he just came out and said, yeah, that's true, that's true. We'll, we'll let it get back to being a cesspool once the chai go back home to China. And after they've come over here and told us what they want and what we need to do, then we'll let San Francisco go back to the way it has been, you know, so they can just kind of live, live that way they've been living over there in blue state, blue state California, where, yes, I went to college out there. It was pretty blue then, but it's, boy, it's bluer now. And, yeah, Colorado, <laughs> pretty darn blue. But even the blue Coloradans said, well, we're going to keep Trump on the ballot here. Might talk a bit, do a bit of an essay about instincts, political instincts, and host instincts, I think, are very important. And it's important for the host to have the right instincts on a lot of stuff. And I will put my resume before you and say, look at me, look at my great instincts. Oh, glory. Glory, look at the things that i just been getting right. Ringing the bell on. <laughs> sure saves a lot of trouble, you know, you... So you don't have to turn around and explain, oh, whoops, I got that one. Ooh, I whiffed on that one. And people call up and tell you, man, what a, what a moron. Well, I, just, I don't give many opportunities to do that because, yeah, the instincts, just, they're just dialed in. They're dialed, those, those, those sensitive vibrating antennae out there on the political scene. <laughs> Who's a big fan of neocon Nikki Haley? She's been coming out saying some pretty crazy, weird stuff. 
Ken Buck, yeah, he didn't want to impeach Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, one of eight Republicans who didn't want to impeach him. Ken Buck, how are you liking Ken Buck? Not going to run again. Ken Buck goes on CNN a lot, complains about, oh, we've got to secure our border, we've got to secure our border. Then he has a chance to impeach Mayorkas, and he doesn't do it. And Mayorkas is the guy who's been militant about keeping that border wide open. Ken Buck likes to talk about, oh, all this spending, out-of-control spending. It's just too much. We've got to stop the spending. But then he wants to send more billions to Ukraine, wants to spend uh, several hundred million on the new FBI headquarters. Yeah, that's a good place to spend money. But, oh, the, I, I just kind of wonder what the deal is there. I mean, what, what's the deal with Ken Buck? Says he wants to secure the border, then he doesn't want to impeach Mallorca. Says he's concerned about spending, then he's forking over billions to Ukraine and wants the new FBI headquarters. I just, I'm puzzled by that. Are you puzzled by it's? It's just one of those things where you're like, why do people do these things? Why do the people make these decisions? Oh, we'll get to RFK a little bit. RFK was out there not long ago bashing talk radio. Should I take that personally? RFK complaining about talk radio. All these people listening to talk radio and they're, they're getting around the mainstream media. They're listening to talk radio and they're, they're not liking... What Barack Obama is doing with his, uh, you know, green energy, Marxist kind of stuff. Uh, hmm. RFK, folks. Anybody still like that guy now that we've been exposing him every time I get around a radio microphone? Oh, he's, he's far left. Far, far left. But in my view, he's been put on the scene as an independent to try to drain votes from Donald Trump. And I don't think it's going to work, but we just have to get the information out there. And, oh, I'm just barely going through all these topics I wanted to be rolling with this evening. Thanks for the text. The studio already rolling in. And by golly, the lines are already full. That's groovy. So I guess why don't we take a little break if you're on the phone lines. Please hang tight. We'll come back. We'll start talking. And I will unfur, unfurl the glory of MAGA Momentum. After this, it's Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran, back in a flash. There are two kind of people in this world, those who prefer David Lee Roth Van Halen and those who prefer Sammy Hagar Van Halen. And I have to say, for a little while in the early 90s, I was in the Hagar camp, but then I got back to the David Lee kind of person. I think that does put me safely, squarely in the majority. But yeah, that's a David Lee. The cradle will rock. Yeah, worried about that next generation. They weren't worried about it back then. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran. So glad your ears are near. Keep them close. We got big, heavy, groovy stuff to be talking about tonight. Yeah, that new J6 footage, dude. All that dangerous sauntering around the Capitol, gently touching the velvet ropes in the statuarium of the Capitol, keeping in line, grandmothers carrying sippy cups, looking around. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I just kind of think that one's crumbling, the official J6 narrative. Falling apart, folks, and kudos to great investigative reporters like Julie Kelly out there bringing in the information and the details. And I invite you, I mean, it's going to be being released. And thank goodness, the Speaker Johnson 
kept his promise. He said he was going to release these hours of footage that they've been withholding from the American people. What they did, they cherry-picked a handful of bits of footage and made the case, made the best case they could in an effort to, yes, you know the story, try to try to knock MAGA down, of course, teach these folks a lesson. But now that the hours are going to be coming out, I'd invite you to look at it, make up your own mind, see what you see, and see if you think you kind of might line up with me and think that, boy, that sauntering, that gently strolling around the Capitol does not look that insurrection-y to me. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you might have a different viewpoint, and you might think America itself almost came to an end with those grandmothers in there in, this, in the statuarium. You might be one of those, but I don't know. Take a look at the footage and see and see what you think, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start saying some hellos here. And uh, Mike in Aurora, glad you're checking in. Mike, what's on your mind? Groovy, man. Groovy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Married with Children? Uh, you know, never did. Never did. Oh. That was well, early 90s, you know. right? Yeah. Uh, 80s, 80s, 70s, 90s. I think I was kind of yeah. anti-TV in those days, and I, I still kind of am. But uh, oh, it's a it's a cool show. It, it, it same uh, Fox is bacon, and uh, before Seinfeld did, and and there's an episode where the children, uh, uh, Bud and, and Kelly, they're attending their parents, uh, Al and. Um, Alan Thick was that the guy? No. Uh, oh, different uh, guy. Uh, no, the character is Al Bundy. Okay. Kate Bundy's the mother, and they're attending their their re, their high school reunion, and you know they figure they gotta they gotta dress up to look like hippies because that's when they, <laughs> that's where everybody did. <laughs> they come in there, they come in there, and they're starving. You know, these are starving children. They see the food buffet table and they pick out and, and and Bud's just like, oh, the colors, the colors. <laughs> and Kelly says, easy, easy, ride it out. You can you can ride this trip outwards. <laughs> Anyways. Boy, it no, sounds like I missed something big on that one, but uh but yeah, but what was what was on your mind, Mike? Groovy, man, groovy. <laughs> um <laughs> I can't get over that. Uh Mine's like laughing. Um, yeah, and uh, we do mostly comedy that. around here, by the way, in case you haven't uh, noticed. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's yeah, my it's, kind. It's my sick. It's my sick we kind. get accused yeah. of joking around too much, but politics is funny. No. It, it really is. You look across the political scene, and it's humorous, and you got to laugh at it. Of course, America's going down the drain, going down the tubes. We're losing this place, and you got to find the humor in that, but while well, kind of stopping it from happening, which I think we're seeing happen, which is right. But yeah. anyway, I keep interrupting you, but did you want to zing home with like a solid kernel of a point, Mike? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> keep from cracking up. Uh, Biden, bye, goodbye, you're done, bye, done, at the Apex uh, Summit there. And he had a held, he held a, pe- a press conference, I think it was Thursday, and he kind of uh, insinuated, he gave uh, compliments to uh, Governor Newsom and said, yeah. he's in my job. You heard that? Yeah, what I heard that. I think, 
I heard that. Actually, wait a minute. Mike, Mike. Yeah, Mike, let's hear it right now together. Listen to this. Biden's up there. Here's let's hear him tell it. Two years ago, Uh when the United States offered to host this summit, we knew we need a location dynamic and diverse and as APAC itself. And APEC in San Francisco, here we are. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been (laughs) one hell of a governor, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. He could have the job I'm looking for. He's been one hell of a governor, man. That's what Biden says about Newsom. That's not even Rudy. subtle, Mike. That's not even subtle at all. Biden's not going to be the guy. He's not going to make it. He's he's going to throw in the towel. This president say, "Groovy man, Groovy Newsom, go for it," because <laughs> I think that's what's happening. You know, you, I think you. I, yeah. yeah, and I I think the, I think the deep state people behind the scenes, the ruling classers, the Democrat power structure, the David Axelrods and others of the world. Even Bill Crystals have been telling Biden, no, do not do this. Do not run. Do not run. And Biden said, no, I'm running. I want to do it, you know. And uh, you could just put me down in the basement. I'll sit there and eat my pudding, and you can do it like we did it last time. And then they were like, no, you're losing in the polls. Trump's cleaning your clock. It can't be you. We're going to have to switch you out. And he's like, no. And then they started attacking him on the Hunter laptop, the deep state did. Started pulling out stuff, making stuff accessible to uh, House uh, committees investigating the Hunter laptop. You know, that's, Deep State allowed Republicans to see some of this stuff. You know, see, see this, who controls that? And then they start, uh, you know, oh, this, this handling of classified document stuff and the Corvette in the garage and the rest of it. They, they had a special counsel. I think his last name was like Tur or Tar or something. Um, they made a little case. They, I think they showed it to Biden, put it in front of his nose a little bit and said, hmm. You know, Joe, if you don't make the right decision and bow out for 2024, we might have to, like, do something about this, but we, we won't be charging you if you do the right thing. You see? That's my yeah, take. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they'll throw, they'll throw more sandbag, sandbags on the floor and trip him up, literally, and <laughs> yeah. get him out one yeah. way or another. Falling off his bike, and... falling up the stairs, Air Force Academy, he says he got sandbag splat. He just He's always going around splatting. Kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it, yeah, and then like uh, 2020, you know, he can't step out, not for even one moment or one appearance, not even uh, a scintilla of a second without saying something stupid Yeah, and embarrassing the world. Yeah. And this is getting out, that RNC research, I, I keep reading things uh, from them on redstate.com, and they're really on top of all, all the things he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, they they do put out some of the videos whenever he does the stumble or says the wrong thing, and that's that does add up to a lot of them. <laughs> well, oh Mike, let me just say, Groovy Man, you stay close with us around here if you would. Peace. All the best to peace, you. P- peace and love, Mike. Peace, peace brother. brother. Yeah. Peace, peace. <laughs> and let's be saying hello to Jack up in Wyoming, the Wyoming Chateau this evening. How are you, Brother Jack? Jack, can you hear me, Jack? Is Jack still with us? Should I put Jack on hold to do that? Uh, do we have his mic up? It's unlike Jack to not be there when when called upon. Okay, he might be gone, so we are going to invite Jack to call back. And, uh, yeah, a rare, 
a rare, unforced error from caller Jack. And you never know where Jack's going to go when he calls in and checks in. But I am enjoying the MAGA momentum here. And you're watching this J6 narrative just flat out crumble. Maybe I'll get this in before we take a little break. Um, How is it that Kevin McCarthy, when he was speaker, he never could figure out how to get these hours and hours of tape relief, released, thousands of them. He couldn't do it. He just showed up. People are getting thrown in jail. J6ers getting thrown in jail, hammered, hammered, made an example of by the establishment. And, you know, he just won't release the stuff. And then, uh, you know, Johnson comes up, Speaker Johnson comes in, and then, boom, just here they are. Okay, and it's going to be a gradual, incremental release. Okay, and I hope they follow through and really get them all out there. And boy, we've got people, countless, countless people across this country scouring these videos. And I've been scouring what I've been able to scour. And again, guess what, folks? The official narrative is falling on its face. And this Ray Epps character, good old Ray Epps, and that's a controversial name, but. Um, if you look into Ray Epps, he's walking around dressed up with his Trump hat on at J6 and the day before, and he's constantly telling people, we're going to go inside the Capitol. We're going to go inside the Capitol. He's going around, and he's kind of going to key places of high traffic places, and he's barking it out, saying the same thing over and over again. We're going to go inside the Capitol. The most important thing, we're going inside. There's constant footage of this, and of course, Ray Epps is the guy that uh, doesn't get charged gets favorable treatment in the New York Times. Yeah. And uh, who was he working for? Who was he working for? Yeah. I mean, that one seems to me incredibly obvious. They did finally do a cosmetic charge to help try to save their J-Sex narrative, but it was a nothing burger. Anyway, that stuff on Epps. Mm. And I guess, do people know Epps? I mean, do, are people in the weeds enough, or is that a weeds thing? And that, that, that guy's been protected thoroughly by the mainstream media but uh okay jack is jack is back and maybe we'll uh we'll we'll say hello and jack jack are you back is that true is this rumor true yeah it's true i gotta get the phone off the speaker oh you were on speaker that'll do it well i don't know how to work these phones can you hear me can i talk like this yes you're good three quick points yes you started out asking what in the heck is going on with ken buck yeah well to me, it's pretty obvious. He's obviously a, a summa cum laude graduate of the John McCain uh, School of Self-Destruction. I mean, that's obviously. And they might even be for all the same reasons. We're not going to get into that. That's a subset of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, next point. Two. Why three different states, Minnesota, what was it, Wisconsin, and Colorado. God bless Colorado. We, we are third in the nation of the most stupid people on the planet. Why do they think that they can file a suit asking for the courts to say that Donald Trump is not qualified to be on our ballot because of the fact that he is involved in an insurrection when they've never thought about getting the cart in front of the horse? The idea of the Donald Trump being involved in insurrection has not yet been adjudicated. So in order to file that, don't they understand that they would have to prove that element of their claim before they could go forward with it? How stupid are they? Well, the uh, I do think it was too stupid even for a blue Colorado judge to want to side with this. Okay, I don't, 
I don't think it was a fundamentally serious thing, but I think it was another one of these stunts that they kind of throw out there and thinking maybe, right. you know, they have right. they have some chance to get it done. Yeah, and it's just, of course it didn't work. They want it in the press so they can poison the, the, the minds of all the rest of the people that aren't smart enough to realize that they don't have a position, they're not a party of interest, and they don't have a case that they can advance. See, the average person doesn't know that. You know why? Because why? nobody learns anything in school. Our schools are designed to make people as stupid as they possibly can. That's the core of the problem. Okay, you heard enough out of me. Goodbye. Well, you, you had three points, but I only heard two, Jack. Is there a third one that just fell off your radar real quick? Can you resurrect it? Is it still there somewhere? Or can you make okay. one up on the fly? <laughs> I, can, I can always come up on one. I can always come up with one. But do you see yeah, my but, point but that, on the other yeah, two? That, that Colorado thing, you know, I, my instincts were, no, no, that's not going anywhere, okay? Of course And uh, as, I keep, as I keep tooting my own horn about my own instincts, I'm very seldom... Uh, in error about stuff like that, and that that wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and you know, what it if, does, Matt. Yeah, why they throw that out there? That's what Daniel Patrick Moynihan called boob bait for the bubbas. They put it out there. They hear it over the radios. They see it on their computers on uh, uh, and everything. And they actually think that there's some factual basis to it. The problem is, is is these. This is all what what Moynihan said. It's boob bait for the bubbas. There is no insurrection. There's no, it's it's not been established. Jack, you can't go forward with that. Jack, I don't know. You might be going too far about no insurrection because I I saw the footage of the grandma walking in the Capitol, <laughs> sauntering. She was in there and she was carrying a sippy cup and, and this little had... this little tiny flag. How can you say that's not an insurrection, Jack? Yeah, and no, I know she probably had uh, sulfuric acid in the cup and she was going to throw it. Let, let me tell you something. This guy Epps was on the was trained, and he was operating as a, as an agent to Nancy Pelosi, and that's going to come out. And I'm going to tell you the other thing that's going to come out too. All of this money that 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 Biden crime family is taking in from all of these communists and Russian and whatever countries, we're going to have to. The most important thing we can do is find out how much of that money ended up in Obama's pocket. Well, that's number one. I would submit to you the only reason why we've been gaining some access to that in the last few months is because the ruling class Democrat power establishment does not want Biden to run, and they've been sort of in a graduated fashion releasing a little bit of more of that stuff out there to put a little heat on Biden and get him to sort of make the right call and hand it over to Newsom at the right point. That's my take. And well, once I don't Biden makes that, that makes that call, yeah. then this is going to freeze up and we'll have no more access to it. Unless this Speaker Johnson guy shows uh, some sort of, uh, you know, a determination to get to the bottom of some stuff. And one thing Speaker Johnson could do is create his own J6 committee to investigate the last fraud J6 committee headed up by known liar Adam Schiff and Liz Cheney, who lost in Wyoming, your state, Jack, by 40 points, <laughs> you know, thanks to you. You know, the, Dem the Democrats have a million different ways of getting rid of Biden. But why do they want to get rid of Biden? Why Why don't they just run Kamala, Kamala Harris? Why don't they run Kamala Harris? Well, and, uh, you, yeah, well, okay, yeah here's the deal, I hear you. Well, I'll tell you what, Jack, we're, she, we're running a little long, but I... I, I you know, I, you're, you're making all kinds of sense for some reason Here, tonight, Jack. A but. country that could elect Barack Obama could certainly elect, 
elect Kamala Harris or whatever her name is. Yeah, well, if they could, if they could elect Obama, they could they could elect her. So they don't need to worry about it. Well, the Democrat establishment, they're they're not going to do that, Jack, and uh, everyone knows it. And uh, they're going to have to find something to do with Kamala Harris. Uh, but, uh, Jack, thank you uh, for figuring out your speakerphone. All the best, my good man. It's Matt Dunnan for Randy Corcoran. Let's take a little break and come on right back after that. There we go. That's Scott Weiland bringing us back the way she moves. And that voice should sound familiar. Scott Weiland was the Stone Temple Pilots front man for all those years. And I don't know, John, back there behind the glass, did you ever like Stone Temple Pilots? Oh, totally? And I don't know if you agree with me on this, but in retrospect, everybody loved Pearl Jam back in the day. And Stone Temple Pilots, you know, they were kind of like third tier in that whole grunge thing. People thought Pearl Jam, Nirvana... But looking back, I think STP music holds up, and it actually holds up, in my opinion, better, better than Pearl Jam. So I'm just I'm going on record. Stone Temple Pilots better than Pearl Jam. We didn't know it at the time, but we know it now. <laughs> anyway, lost Scott Weiland a couple of years ago, and on that night, I played all STP and Scott Weiland music on Backbone Radio that night. And, uh, yeah, you hate to lose the rockers, but it's just one of those things. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran this evening, and you're invited to check in, 303-696-1971. Bunch on the table, including the new J6 tapes released by Speaker Johnson. McCarthy never got around to doing that while people were getting thrown in jail. Johnson got it done. Hmm. Matt Gates deserves a lot of credit for that situation. And also, Trump stays on the ballot in Colorado. That that little that George Soros-inspired stunt was just beyond the pale, even for blue Colorado. So that did not come together. But on this J6 stuff, um, Jamie Raskin was one of that J6 committee with Liz Cheney, with Adam Schiff. What a bunch on that committee. Oh, man. Don't believe anything that came out of that committee. And, of course, Liz Cheney drove her career into the ground over that and other things. But this Jamie Raskin goes on CNN, and, you know, he says, Oh, it's bad that Speaker Johnson released these J6 tapes because it's a national security risk. Oh, they're showing... Inside the Capitol. And it's national security. Ah, the, always the last-ditch thing. The reliable standby last-ditch, it's a national security matter. Deep State always gets around to that when they want to keep stuff secret from you, when they want to run their deal on you. But let's just hear Raskin say it on CNN. This was, I believe this is earlier today. Joining us, as you know, this is footage that your committee decided Wolf, not to Blitzer. release. So what's your reaction to the speaker Speaker Johnson deciding to do so, and why do you think he's doing it? Well, on the latter question, Speaker Johnson is clearly on the run from the uh, mega, the extreme mega caucus, um, Chip Roy, and the strongest pro-Trump elements. I mean, you know, he he was only able to get through his um, his continuing resolution 
proposal because of Democratic votes. And I think they're saying he's got two strikes of three they're going to give him. So he's already looking at a motion to vacate. So this was clearly an effort to placate the right wing, which has been making this absurd demand for a very long time. And so now we have on a totally unilateral partisan basis, the Republicans caving in and um, you know, opening up to the world what they allowed Tucker Carlson to come see. Obviously, Tucker Carlson did his best to torture out of tens of thousands of hours of footage some kind of concocted story, which, of course, no, went nowhere. Um, we, we went through all of that. We had uh, more than a thousand witnesses come and talk to the January 6th committee, all of it on a bipartisan basis in search of the truth not in search of lies. And most of the witnesses, of course, were Republicans, people in the Trump administration, people in the Trump family, and we delivered a complete report. Beyond the, the partisan nature of it, it's a, truly a security risk what they're doing. The reason why the Capitol Police have opposed releasing tens of thousands of hours from every House office building, every Senate office building, every part of the Capitol is because it's like giving a diagram to future insurrectionists and terrorists and anybody who wants to invade our body. So if the speaker thinks it can be done safely or securely, why doesn't he rely on the Capitol Police to determine what should be given out and what shouldn't be given out? Because that's the principal concern here, which is security. There you go. Jamie Raskin of the J6 Committee. National security risk to be showing the videos of inside the Capitol and those public places inside the Capitol that are open to the public. <laughs> and they always go there when, you know, they want to they wanna have the monopoly on the information and selectively release it to run their scam on you, of course. But they get around the national security. And, of course, that, that first portion of what Raskin was saying is all the usual bogus boilerplate. And, of course, they say, oh, it's extreme this, it's extreme that, it's extreme MAGA. They always try to use, you know, they do the labeling, the extreme labeling, without, of course, backing it up at all. Who is the extremist here? Liz Cheney is the extreme extremist. Jamie Raskin is the extremist. Of course, Adam Schiff, complete and total fringe, lunatic extreme. See, I decide where those labels go, not Raskin, okay, not CNN. So they work on that, and they say, oh, it was mostly Republicans in there testifying. But if you understand the uniparty, of course, and the way the establishment works, and you understand that most of the established, entrenched, donor-based Republican Party does not like Donald Trump, sees Donald Trump as a threat to their normal standard operating procedures in the Beltway. But they tend to still use those same categories, right, to say, well, we had Republicans in there, and yes, we had a thousand witnesses, but... Why didn't you release the 14,000 or was it 44,000 hours of footage? Why, why not? Well, they come down to it by saying, well, national security, we had to keep that from you. We had to keep that from you to prevent future insurrections. Okay, I get it. Anybody buying any of that? I don't think so. This narrative is crumbling, ladies and gentlemen. And as I've been saying, that has been one of the key pillars of establishment power. They are not enjoying watching this crumble. 
And McCarthy was quite content keeping all this stuff hidden, keeping all this stuff behind the scenes and letting the Raskins, Cheneys, and Schiffs of the world run that narrative to prop up the ruling class and keep the establishment in power. But I'll tell you what, uh, things are changing. And you can, if you, like I said, put your ear to the ground and you can hear those pillars of establishment power groaning and creaking and crumbling. And not a moment too soon, ladies and gentlemen. It's, you want to save this place? We got to get around a few of these pillars. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 